0: Week 8 of the NBA 2021-22 season is in the books, which means it's time to run it back. This is Run It Back, NBA Week in Review.
1: The voice of the fans. Drop a bounce pass, throw down the rim rocker. Lay up off the glass, right past the shot blocker. A follow through like Kobe's money, you can cash it. For news on LA Hoops, come over to beat. Sports, post-game reports, debates, and play-by-play play coming straight off the court. The voice of the fan making noise, causing havoc. Zone the man up. You can ask Peach Basket, the Peach Basket, coming tune on that. The Peach Basket, where the news begins. We're dropping news.
0: is the show where we recap the week that was in the NBA, then take a deep dive into select teams with our team of fan experts. Tonight, we'll get updates from the Miami Heat, from Isaac Edelman of our partner site, flteams.com, San Antonio Spurs from Rene Rocha, and Oklahoma City Thunder from Theodore Fernandez. But before we hear from them, we want to take a look back at the week that was. These are the marquee matchups for each day in week eight This is the NBA Rapid Recap. There were nine games in the association on Saturday, December 4th. None bigger than the matchup between the Chicago Bulls and Brooklyn Nets in Brooklyn. Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan combined for 60 points and led the Bulls to the road victory. Sunday, December 5th, was a bit of a slow NBA day. There were only four games scheduled. The Houston Rockets took on the New Orleans Pelicans and won 118-108. to It was the 6th win in a row for a team coming off a 15 game losing streak. The Houston Rockets are suddenly hot. On Monday, December 6th, there were 10 games played. The Philadelphia 76ers had to play extra basketball to beat the Charlotte Hornets in Charlotte 127-124. to The Sixers were led by Joel Embiid, who had 43 points and 15 rebounds. Tuesday, December 7th, was another light NBA day, with only three games played. The highlight was the second matchup of the season between the two winningest franchises in NBA history, the Boston Celtics and Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers got their revenge on this day for an earlier loss against the Celtics. The Lakers were led by LeBron James, who scored three points with four rebounds and five assists in the rematch victory, 117-102. to There were a full slate. 13 games on Wednesday, December 8th, the Houston Rockets' winning streak was put to the test against the visiting eastern powerhouse Brooklyn Nets. James Harden was treated to a nice video tribute in his return to Houston, but the Rockets were treated to the win. Proving that their recent win streak was no fluke, the Rockets beat the Nets 114-104.
1: With the win,
0: the Rockets became the first team in the history of the NBA. MLB, NFL, or NHL to win seven consecutive games immediately after a losing streak of at least 15 games. The Rockets are officially the hottest team in the NBA right now. Three games on Thursday, December 9th. While the Houston Rockets are playing well and winning, their Texas neighbors, the better than their record San Antonio Spurs, continue to play well. Today, they also won, 123-111, to over the Denver Nuggets. Finally, on Friday, December 10th, there were nine games in the association. The biggest battle was in the Valley of the Sun, between the Phoenix Suns and Boston Celtics. The Suns have been dominant this season, while the Celtics have been frustratingly inconsistent. The Suns, unsurprisingly, took the battle of East versus West with a 111-90 win in Phoenix. Also, the night the Houston Rockets lost for the first time since before Thanksgiving. Before we bring in our fan expert, Run It Back, NBA Week in Review is part of the Basketball Podcast Network. As if that wasn't enough good news, we're also excited to welcome a new sponsor, DraftKings. Now, we've always been and will always be a show and site dedicated to basketball. We exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. But like most sports fans, we love competition in all forms and all sports, including football. I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer from DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once a single point is scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now Use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL and sponsor of Run It Back, NBA Week in Review. Let's start our in-depth team reviews by dropping the pin in san antonio and bringing in fan expert renee rocha renee how are you doing today
1: we're doing great Jose. thank you very much Outstanding. <laughs> how are you?
0: i'm good I, you know no one ever asks me so i appreciate that renee
1: yeah. i try to ask you i, I try to remember <laughs> I mean, you know we, we, we're definitely concerned for you i mean you know, well yeah. not you know what i mean
0: <laughs> I, I i know what you mean and i appreciate it uh, well, all that aside, I'm glad we're doing well. How is your team, the San Antonio Spurs, doing?
1: Well, the Spurs went one and two this week, but I'm going to hark back uh, to last Saturday's uh, win against the Warriors on the road. That was a uh, I don't I don't want to go overboard and say it was a season-defining win, but it definitely felt good, and it's something I don't want to forget about uh, uh, very uh, uh, quickly. Uh, They beat the Warriors on the road, Uh, they beat the Nuggets at home, they lost a close one to the Suns, and that was back to back with the Warriors. So they played arguably the two best teams in the league and went one and one. And they got blown out by the Knicks during the week. Uh, Basically around a 500 record, which uh, what I've I've been telling you all along, Jose, that's success for me for this team. If they can stick around 500, I've got no issue really. concerns uh not really a concern but i want to focus right now on derek white uh i think his development has been pretty impressive uh he he's if this is his fifth year with the spurs uh he was drafted in the first round at number 29 you know how that works for for the spurs uh, this is something that we've we've touched on that their draft picks are always way almost in the second round uh, he spent he's yeah he spent most of his first season in the G League which uh, I'm a big proponent of the G League I, I'm a real firm believer that uh, players can really develop there and apparently the Spurs feel the same way uh, I plan on writing about that at some point uh, I I've attended some G League games here locally and uh, the team here is the local, the local team here is really impressive they're the Rockets affiliate. Uh, and they play really well. So um, Derek White this year, he's averaging almost 14 points per game, getting about four rebounds and dishing out five assists. His scoring is down from last year by about a point, but his assists are up by about one and a half. So the points he's producing. So there's effectiveness, effectiveness there. It's obvious that he's facilitating. One of the main things I've seen him add and I noticed this during the bubble. That's when he really seemed to turn the corner and become a solid player. He's driving and slashing, and he's he's effective because when you when you drive the lane and you get inside that outside, well, outside uh, your defender's shoulder, he can either score, he can pick up fouls, or he uh, uh, draws the defenders, and then he can kick out and facilitate. It's something that DeMar DeRozan, who, you know, we all know about him now this year. It's something that he did very, very well last year for the Spurs, and it's something that I've got to suspect that Derek White was watching and figuring, hey, I can do that too. Um, the, the Spurs issue uh, this season has been closing out games and making good decisions late. Derek White has been picking up that slack. He, um, he's a good sidekick right now for DeJounte Murray. He did a really big shot against the Warriors last last um, Saturday night. Big three late, and he scored twenty three points against the Nuggets last week. Uh, well, uh, Thursday night rather, not last week, and he scored twenty six against the Knicks in the loss. So that's those are big points for a guy, a guy that's averaging uh, 13, 14 points a game. Um, that that's uh, it, it's impressive to me. But uh, it's it's like we've we've spoken. Uh, about this before that that's what the Spurs do they develop players you know guys that you really don't think or or Have the capabilities, but uh, then they do something Derek white is uh, that guy right now Uh, a firm sidekick and That concludes my Derek white appreciation segment. (laughs) (laughs) I had to mention him. I, I really I really like the way he's playing and my other concern has to do with something that you and I always talk about is Spurs uh, roster building. Uh, We know that free agency is unlikely. We know that draft is equally unlikely because they've never seemed to play poorly enough to get a high lottery pick. So the other option is something I'll bring up with question of the night.
0: Okay, okay. That's great. That's what they call a tease in the industry. (laughs) Well done. (laughs) Um. Let me okay. ask you this, Rene, because I know, you. Know, like you said, you alluded to this. We talk about it all the time. I, I'm very curious to see where the Spurs go from here. You cannot win in the NBA without a certified star. You, mm-hmm. you, you need that, right? I think the you only team in the history of the association to ever win a championship without, you know, what you would call a, a superstar was the Detroit Pistons. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were just such a cohesive, good team. And, and they beat a team full of superstars in the Los Angeles Lakers. Um, Mm
2: -hmm. Mm
0: -hmm. is there a superstar on this team right now? Do you you see one of these players that you tout weekly that are very good, do any one of them have the potential to be an absolute superstar, face of the NBA, multiple
1: all-star game type of guy? The closest would be Murray. DeJounte Murray would be the closest, but even – it's hard. again we, we go over this uh, every week that there's so many guards. he's a point guard. there's so many good point guards in the league that, that he would have to surpass you know current players, guys coming up. There's got you know John Morant is the immediate I kind of measure him against John Morant, which is probably kind of unfair, but you know that's I don't know that he would ever surpass Morant without uh, you know Morant getting injured or something. You know, you got Damian Lillard, you got Steph, you got, uh, uh, I can't think of it, but Chris Paul is still. Uh, the best
0: uh, there is, yeah. The best there is,
1: yeah, so you can't pass Chris Paul. So he's the closest um, solid star, I would say. Um, when I think of Spurs uh, history, I put him in, in in there with maybe a little bit less than Tony Parker. You know he's not quite to that level, and he probably won't ever be. Because well, Tony won titles. What what can you say? Yeah, Yeah. Um, but to be fair, Tony had. Manu Ginobili.
0: That's right. (laughs) Tim Duncan, right? So. Yeah. It's just you know I, I wonder what somebody like Murray could do with players like that, um, and the hope is yeah for the Spurs certainly yeah, that that they get players like that. That's that's an incredible team with an incredible uh, leader um, in, in in Coach Pop. The
1: coach you know, and,
0: and invariably what you see when you see teams with really good players, um, you know the teams on the coast. Uh, start salivating for those
1: players. Um, exactly. Sorry. Yes, everybody's already trading uh, their uh, their players for, for Murray. Everybody wants them. Nick. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. And, and we'll talk a little bit about that, I'm sure. All right, yeah. well, outstanding. Great recap, as always. Um, excited to see where the Spurs go from here, Renee. Thank you. We're going to go ahead and move the pin now over to... Florida, drop the pin in or around Miami, and bring in Isaac Edelman of our partner site, flteams.com. Welcome. Uh, I say it every single week that Isaac is with us. If you need any information on Florida sports, flteams.com is the place to go. Uh, Isaac covers the heat for us, but his site covers the heat. They cover the magic. They cover the Jaguars. They cover the lightning. I'm not going to go through all of them. Rays, and on and on and on we go. So, Isaac, welcome. Thank you. Um, tell us about the Heat. I know they've got a big game right now that you want to get to, so um, you know, we'll try and keep it quick so you can get back to that Bulls game. But tell us about the week that was for the Heat.
2: Yeah, the, the Heat you know, are hanging in there, still atop the Eastern Conference. Um, they went one two this week, as you can see in the graphic here. Their first game of the week was on Saturday night. They lost to the Bucks. It was in a game without Butler and Bam Adebayo, but the Bucks didn't have Giannis, so that's what you know made Heat fans, maybe some Heat players, um, interested in, in terms of the chance that the Heat could win that game. But the Heat lost. Um, look, not really good performance on anyone's end. They lost one twenty four to one hundred two. Um, Tyler Hill is still, you know, averaging 20 points per game. He got 15 points in that game. That was Miami's leading scorer, which is not so good. But that's what happens when you're without your two best players. And Kyle Larry needs to step up more. But in a few minutes, you'll hear how he stepped up more. Anyway, the Heat lost, um, on Monday to the Grizzlies. Obviously, the Grizzlies have no John Morant, but... The Grizzlies are playing some really good basketball. Here they you are. May hear, you may hear uh, a, a, a big uh, about their big win um, later on in this show, um, but yeah, the Heat lost that game one hundred five to ninety again. No Butler, no Adebayo for the Heat. Um, actually, I'm sorry, Jimmy Butler did play, but he reaggravated his injury. So that's something that the Heat can't afford. To have happened again So he came back against the Grizzlies He played 20 minutes But he left the game in the 4th quarter with an injury So he re-aggravated his same injury um, So that's something the Heat need to be careful with Going forward um, But in that game uh, Larry got 17 points Very good Tyler Hero Again 24 points He was Miami's leading scorer Now the Heat's uh, last game Was against the Bucks on national TV And the Heat were amazing Keep in mind, Giannis was back um, from his injury, so he was playing in this game. The Heat won 113-104. to 104. I know you guys just heard from Rene. Rene watched this game um, on his own. He's a Spurs fan, and he really enjoyed it. This was amazing. No Butler, no Adebayo. Kyle Lowry stepped up big time, made some amazing shots. P.J. Tucker was amazing. Everyone was amazing. Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, Caleb Martin, a career high. 26 right. points it, it was just a fantastic game on national television again Giannis was playing for the Bucks they were fully healthy and the Heat were missing their two best players and also Oladipo I always forget to mention that but Victor Oladipo's on the Heat he's obviously injured so that's what happened now right now the Heat are playing the Bulls they're currently winning Um, Duncan Robinson had 18 first half points Zach Levine had 22 first half points um, but as of now the Heat are winning Sadly, this show will be over before the end result of that game. But hopefully the Heat win. The Bulls are a very good team, but they have no DeMar DeRozan against the Heat. Now, in terms of news, um, obviously Jimmy Butler reaggravated his injury. Um, the timetable for him is unknown as of now, but it's week to week. Meanwhile, okay. Bam Adebayo still out for a few months. Um, and then I think the other news was Eric Sposher being named an assistant coach for the Olympics in 2024 alongside Steve Kerr. Yeah. So that's that. that yeah, that,
0: that's actually pretty cool. Pretty cool news. I think I, yeah, I heard about that as well. I think that's a, it, it's a great uh, a passing of the torch uh, to someone like Kerr um, and, and bringing in uh, Spolster. I think is pretty cool. Weeks prior, you and I had talked about kind of the disappointment that Kyle Lowry was. We know what kind of player he is. He hadn't been that player for the Heat. He had a good game a couple of days ago, as you pointed out. Um, I mean, certainly we hope that that, you know, is the, 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 the game that kind of flips on the switch for him. But what, do you, what are you seeing from him tonight? Is, have you, I know you watched a little bit of the game. Is, was he able to build off of that really good game, or is it going to be kind of an up-and-down season for Kyle Lowry with the, with the Heat?
2: It will be an up-and-down uh, season for him. But we're halfway through the three-quarter through the third quarter, the heater up eighty to sixty four. He has fourteen points and fourteen assists. Oh, that's
0: this outstanding.
2: Is, okay, uh, exactly. So he is. It's still going to be an up and down season. That's why I, I did. You know, you asked that question, but he is absolutely rebounding well off of his good game against Milwaukee. Look, he could average what he's at, what he has now, midway through the third quarter. Fourteen points. He's currently averaging seven assists per game. He he already has fourteen assists. So. He is getting, you know, players the ball, right? And once Butler and Ida Bile come back, he's going to get even more assists because that's more players making shots. But, yeah, um, it's going to be an up-and-down season for Larry. It's just how it is at his age. Jose, you know this. I want to be a broadcaster when, when I'm older. Um, so I'm a big broadcaster guy. Mike Green was saying um, in the Bucks heat game that this was vintage Larry last game. And if we see vintage Larry, that's exactly what we wanted. And, actually, I, I'd say... That's more than we asked for because we're expecting Larry to perform at a, at a veteran level in terms of he's averaging like 15 assists per game, not 15 points per game, sorry, five assists per game. But vintage Larry is all star Kyle Larry. And yeah. I, I think if we get that, that's kind of like DeMar DeRozan, like the Bulls are getting right now. So yeah, I think
0: vintage, vintage Kyle Larry changes everything for the Heat. He's, he's that good. Uh, there were games that you know when he was t- with Toronto that he carried that team, um, and he he can be that kind of player. I always put him in the same category as a Chris Paul. Um, yeah, okay. he's not really the franchise difference maker necessarily that Chris Paul has been every single franchise he's been at. He's turned around <laughs> it's pretty amazing what he's done, but he's good. I and mean, Kyle Lowry is a solid solid player. And if you get eighty uh, percent of who he was and what he did in Toronto. Uh, the, you know, the East belongs to the Miami Heat at that point. I don't think there's any doubt. Yeah. All right. Outstanding. Isaac, thank you. As always, we're going to go ahead and now drop the pin, I'm excited to say, for the first time ever in the Oklahoma City area and bring in Theodore Fernandez, a Thunder fan. Theodore, it's uh, great to talk to you. Uh, we are all real excited about uh, Maybe I shouldn't speak for everybody, but I can't say absolutely I'm very excited to speak about what I think is a pretty exciting team that has more draft picks than uh, maybe they should. But uh, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with them. Um, How are you doing tonight?
3: I'm doing great, and I'm really excited to talk some Thunder basketball with you. Um, So I think I know what you're going to lead off with, so I'll let you get it out of the way. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Well, um, yeah, we all know what happened last Wednesday night. The uh, Oklahoma City Thunder lost by 73 points to the Memphis Grizzlies in what was the largest loss in NBA history. And honestly, they rebounded from that about yeah. as beautifully as you could hope. They. Um, it's worth noting that they went into that 73-point loss without Shea Gilders Alexander. Yeah. on um this week gildress alexander has returned and he has been amazing one of the best stretches of his career i believe he averaged 30 for the week he was just um all over the place you know he was making clutch shots and he was the player that um thunder fans hoped he'd be this year you know he'd had a disappointing start to the season but it looks like it's safe to say he is back you know um OKC was in a very tight contest against Detroit on Monday night. And Gilders Alexander, along with Lou Dort, really stepped it up in the fourth quarter of that game. OKC ended up winning by 11, with which is a pretty comfortable margin of victory. Yeah. Uh, a few days later, they were in Toronto. A bit of a homecoming for Gilders Alexander and Dort, who were both Canadians. Both balled out. I believe um Yobis Alexander ended up with 26, while Duer put up 22, and um, OKC came away with a clutch victory, 110 to 109. You know, down to the wire game, and this young team was able to put away an experienced team like Toronto, and that's really been the biggest positive of the season for the Thunder. They just keep getting these big game moments. And more often than not, they are able to pull through. You know, they um, they have a bunch of games where they're just non-competitive. And that's bound to happen when you have a team sure. as inexperienced as the Thunder. But they've really shown an ability to close out in the big moments. And um, we've seen that at least five times this year. One that comes to mind is um, Lou Dort draining the game-winning layup against Sacramento a few weeks back. You know, this team has their closers in Gildas Alexander and Dur. Yep. Which really which really does um bring me into the team's big problem, which is that, you know, what are the rest of the guys on this team doing? Josh Giddy has had a very good season. He's uh averaged around ten, six and six. He's really played the role that he was drafted to play. But um you take you put those th- you put those three to the side and nobody else has stepped up. Presti is known for his drafting ability. He's known for finding, you know, late gems in the draft. But it just has not happened this year. Um, Darius Baisley was drafted in 2019. He showed some promise last year. And this year he's just fallen apart. He's averaging under 10 points per game. Around six and a half rebounds, I believe. He has no court awareness he he doesn't even try on defense at times. He just doesn't know what he's doing out there. Um, Pokushevsky was one of the most hyped-up rookies of last year's class. 17th overall pick in 2020. He, um, he's just still so raw. He's only 19 years old. I'm not going to try and knock him that much. But yeah. everyone in this organization was expecting him to take a leap this year, and it just hasn't happened He's averaging under five points per game at this point. You know, the big three at this point of Gilders, Alexander, Dort, and Giddey just can't do anything when they have nothing else on their team. There's no big man presence on this squad, and that is really hindering this team's ability to win games.
0: You know, you bring up, you know, pressy in the draft. You know, I've always considered the draft to be such an inexact science. I think the people that get it right just are a little bit more lucky. Now, that's not to say that there isn't a lot of, um, uh, you know, analytics and, and and gut, you know, calls that some people make. But I think at at the end of the day, um, everybody does it about <laughs> about as well as you can do. Sometimes you get lucky. Sometimes you don't. Which is why to me, when I look at what he did with the Thunder, he got as many draft picks as he can, because when you have more picks, you have a higher likelihood of getting a really good player with one of those picks, Um, which leads me to, you know, the question and credit to Isaac for asking it. Uh, I like the Thunder. I think the Thunder are a really good team. I think you've got a really great player in Shea Gilgis Alexander. I love Lou Dort. Uh, He's such a unique player. He, he, he tries on defense in ways that a lot of players don't, um, and 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 I think this you know they, they've certainly got a path forward. Do you think? And I know it's not a fair question to ask, but just in general, do you think the goal is to trade some of these picks to bring somebody in uh, to get bring in all of the picks and hope one of them becomes you know something spectacular? What's the path forward for the Thunder?
3: Well, that's just what's so great about this team being in this situation. But if you look at what Presti has done in his time with this team, he's dra- he drafted three MVPs in a row. I think everyone knows the story of that, yeah. you know, bringing in three MVPs in three consecutive drafts. He's hit on other picks, you know, with guys like Serge Ibaka and um, other late um, late round gems including Lou Dort who's undrafted. But um He's also pulled off trades. He's never been afraid to, you know, make a big move. And the big one, obviously, is the um, the whole Paul George situation, where he um, he risked a lot. He gave up Sabonis and Oladipo to get Paul George, and then he obviously got that absolutely incredible haul in return for Paul George. So I think the thing with Presty is he's just going to go with the flow. He's going to always have these picks in his back pocket, and when guys come available... He'll always be willing to pull the trigger. Yeah, Um, I think I've already talked about how this team really lacks a big man presence. If a guy like Carl Anthony Towns comes available, I absolutely expect Presti to be ready with you know three or four first rounders in his back pocket to send to Minnesota to get a guy like Cap. I really, it's impossible to predict what will happen, but really expect OKC to be in the running for any you know young or anyone in their prime that comes available for a trade.
0: Cat to the thunder. I like that. I don't know that cat would. He'd have to think he's a difference maker, but I think the pieces that he would have around him in Oklahoma city might be better than what he's got now. Uh, That's interesting. What an interesting uh, idea. It'd be interesting to see if that works out regarding the big loss. Listen, this has always been my take point differential doesn't matter to me yeah just because a team loses by 70 points which is a staggering amount you gotta laugh because 70 points but it doesn't matter man it's about the l's and the W's if your team plays hard that's what matters every team's gonna lose a bad game it just so happens that the thunders bad game was just really super bad. But I love how they bounced back from that because um, that could have really devastated uh, any other team, I think. outstanding. Um, uh, great to talk to you. Great uh, Thunder recap. I, I don't want to cut you off. Was there anything else you wanted to share before we bring in the others for the question of the day?
3: No, I think we've really covered everything. You know, this is um, a relatively boring team right now to cover. I'm not even going to try and lie. You know, there's, um, you got the players. You know, it's great to watch them, you know, play and try and put stuff together. But at the end of the day, you know, this team's not really involved in trade stuff at the moment. You know, they don't have the flashy players at the moment, but um, it's a process in OKC, and I'm excited to see how it unfolds. And I'm looking forward to hopefully joining you more weeks for some more recaps.
0: Outstanding. Likewise, I think this would be a fun team to watch. Uh, I love a team in this place because I want to see where they go. And I love that you called out that Presti is just – yeah, draft picks are kind of like money in the in the bank, right? The more money you have, the more options you have. You're ready to do anything that comes up right away. He has got money in the bank, and uh, I agree with you. When an opportunity comes, he's going to be ready. Uh, It'd be really, really interesting to see how that plays out for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Theodore, great job. Thank you. Let's bring in everybody else now. We'll welcome back Isaac. Welcome back, Renee. And at this point, we'll go ahead and get ready to talk question of the day. But before I do, and forgive me for reading this if you're watching us uh, on the stream, but I do want to remind all of you to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN, bet $1 on any team to score, and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TBPN this week, at DraftKings sportsbook all right with that let's go ahead and talk question of the day um i've said this before i've said this to all of you i give these a lot of thought uh what's very interesting right now is we're just beginning we're not really close but we're just beginning to start thinking about nba trade season NBA trade season is the best of times and the worst of times. You'll always have somebody who's going to talk about trading uh, Giannis for some role player. Um, we understand that trades are not about trading players, but about trading their contracts. There will be a one, uh, you know, the first domino to, to fall. There will be that first big trade. Now, sometimes that means a lot of trades follow. Sometimes it means there's nothing after that. Sometimes there's no big trade. But the question today, and we'll go ahead and uh, present it in the order that uh, the have will present. So we'll start with Renee. Who do you think will be the first big name to get traded? I've got some of the ones that uh, some websites have talked about. Obviously, the big name is Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Although Portland came out today and said they're not trading him, at least not to Philadelphia what do you think renee what's your gut if you were a bet, betting man where are you putting
1: your money uh yes i do. i i think it's going to be ben simmons i don't think that philadelphia is going to want to deal with whatever they're dealing with with him uh, uh for much longer I, I don't see what they're what they're gaining from keeping him around uh the of course the the heaviest rumor is uh he would be going to Portland. Portland already, as uh, you pointed out, uh, is not going to part with, with Damian Lillard. But the other uh, option would be him for CJ McCollum, which I think works for both teams. Yeah. Um, I would like to see San Antonio uh, uh, deal for him. I thought about it today, and I considered what we were talking about earlier, about the, the Spurs' inability to, to uh, rebuild rebuild uh, through free agency and their difficulty uh, rebuilding through the draft. And the only other option for them would be to trade. I wouldn't mind uh, seeing them bring in Ben Simmons. Uh, they would have to give up quite a bit, but uh, I wouldn't mind seeing Ben Simmons in a Spurs uniform. Uh, other than that, um, I, I can't see anybody else leaving. Portland says they don't want to trade Damian Lillard, but I really think they should. I saw them a couple of weeks ago, and they're they're a prime candidate for rebuild yeah yeah i, could, so I couldn't,
0: couldn't agree with you more I, I, you know and, and I, I feel bad for the people uh, in portland they, they they're, they're that's a long-suffering franchise um and they really mm. expected more uh from that dynamic backcourt but uh yeah i i think that they they peaked and i think it might be time for them to move on uh, but it doesn't sound like they're ready to or maybe they're just playing the game um and trying to up the price uh who knows uh but yeah i think uh putting your money on Mm -hmm. is is, is a pretty safe bet isaac what are your thoughts who will be the first big name to get traded in this nba season um i
2: I think it's going to be LeBron james i know he's um you know so you know you know, getting to his retirement stage. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um, I, I think it's I wondered be how long you were
0: gonna go with it. Yeah.
2: I think it's <laughs> gonna be Miles Turner. Um I think that's a big name. He, he's an elite rim protector. Yeah. Um he led the league in blocks last season. This year he's currently leading the league in blocks. Um, he's on the Pacers. They're a team that, you know, is open to trading players to rebuild, whether it's Devontis Sabonis, who you see mm-hmm. here on this graphic or whether it's Myers Turner. Now, Myers Turner is a center. So many teams are in need of the center, such as the Miami Heat with Bam Adebayo's injury. Um, yeah. But I can see the Lakers or the Dallas Mavericks going after um, Myers Turner. I feel like he'd fit well there. Now, I don't know about the Mavericks. I feel like he'd fit well there, but the Lakers have actually had some talks with Myers Turner. That came out last night. So... Um, Look, I think Myers-Turner will be the first big name to get traded. Obviously, there's so many big names in the NBA, meaning there there are so many answers that can be given. But Myers-Turner is doing great this year. He's averaging 13 points per game, 7 rebounds per game. And again, the rim protection he provides with his blocking skills is terrific. A lot of teams will want to trade for him. And that's why I say, you know, Teams may not wait to the trade deadline to trade for Turner. They may trade for him now, and I think, uh, if that's the case, I think the Pacers would be fine with trading Turner this early in the season.
0: He's a phenomenal player, an exciting player, a great rim protector, and you're absolutely right. You know, in today's NBA, when you know it's all about you know, shooting the three and you know driving and, and you kick, know, the, the game has changed, but a skilled big man, a skilled rim protector, somebody like a Joel Embiid, somebody like a Miles Turner, somebody like the player DeAndre Jordan was because he's not that player anymore. Uh, you, you look at the difference that JaVale McGee has made in Phoenix. Uh, mm-hmm. A player like that matters. And uh, Turner I think is one of the best at that kind of skill set. He will rim protect. He, he will absolutely change shots um, and um, any team. Uh, could use somebody like that, certainly in stretches. Um, the game has changed, but it still helps to be a big. Uh, so good good, uh, good call-out for sure, Isaac. All right, Theodore, uh, what What are your thoughts? Who do you think uh getting uh, move
3: first? Well, I'm actually going to go with Turner's counterpart in Indiana, DeMontis Sabonis. And, I mean, if we're being real, these two trades, you know, if they both are traded, could happen within days of each other, because it definitely looks like Indiana's headed for a total rebuild. But DeMontis Sabonis, in my opinion, is one of the most, you know, underappreciated players in the NBA. The man's 25 years old. He's already a two-time All-Star. He plays a very similar style of basketball to Nicole Jokic. I'm not saying he is at Jokic's level. But, you know, he plays like a more athletic Jokic in the fact that he's, you know, one of the best passing big men in the league he can create shots for himself gets his teammates involved he's just such a great piece for so many teams and I think there are a ton of squads out there that could benefit from them you know, um, one of them being Washington I think the Wizards have a nice collection of, you know, solid players and, you know, it's translated to some wins early on and I think if they add some bonus they could really fill their main hole at power forward and really help them help take the, their team to the next level. I think the Clippers could be an option too. You know, they've got a contract in Marquise Morris that they could give up for Simonis, you know. And we all know what the Clippers have with Paul George and hopefully Kawhi later in the year. Just imagine them with a piece like Simonis on the squad. I think there are so many teams, Golden State is a team you can throw out there. The Lakers, if they can up, Move around some money and free some stuff up to trade for him. Just really, every team in the NBA could benefit from DeMontis Simonis because he doesn't take bad shots. He yeah. is almost never a, de- a detriment to your team. And he really just does everything the right way. And he's, a, he's just the perfect player for most teams. I'm, I'm going to put it like that.
0: Right on. He's a smart player, uh, and, an all-star. Uh, he, he's an interesting guy. I always thought of him as a bit of a teamer because he's not you know, a rim protector. He's not a traditional big. Um, he doesn't have handle. He doesn't you know have a consistent three-point shot. But like you said, he is a smart player. He won't make mistakes. He's not going to beat you um, with a mistake. He's not going to get beat by making a mistake. And I think he is a perfect player on a team that has, you know, a really good team, pardon me, a really good team makeup, some stars on the team. He would be a phenomenal, um, you know, I hate the term, but a sidekick. Um, certainly with the Lakers, but they have no flexibility. With the Clippers, I think, yeah, that would be a, a phenomenal I think that's an that's a absolutely great uh, choice. Uh, I'm going to go uh, just a little differently. Uh, when I look at trades, uh, again, we're not looking at player. We're looking at the money. The easiest money to move is Valanchunas. He is on the final year of a very friendly $14 million contract. He has been phenomenal this year. And the Pelicans mm. are obviously – man, I, You know, I think – at the start of this year, you would have said obviously dedicated to Zion Williamson. Now maybe, who knows? Um, but I still think that they're, they're they're committed to Zion. I don't think Zion and Valentinus can play together. Um, and who knows? Maybe they can. But um, I think they're going to have to make a commitment to Valentinus because his contract's up this year. Why not move him? Mm. Why not bring in some more picks? Or some other players and build around Zion. I think he is the most logical candidate to move because his value is up. Mm-hmm. It's a friendly contract, and you only own the 14 million for one year. It is unbelievable to think that we're talking about 14 million dollars as if it is chunk change, but that's the <laughs> NBA today. Uh, so my money is on Valanciunas, not 14 million. I put 14 bucks on it now. Um Outstanding. Any final thoughts from any of you guys before uh, we call it today? Go ahead, Isaac.
2: Yeah, I just want to inform some, uh, you know, the, the listeners about some news that have happened. Um, I'm going to start off with Steph Curry. It's right now halftime in the sixers uh, Warriors game, uh, where obviously Steph Curry was entering the game 10 threes away from breaking Ray Allen's all-time three-point record. He's only made two three-pointers thus far. So it looks like you're going to have to wait uh, unless he makes eight threes in the second half, which is possible. Again, he can do three, it. But I don't think it will happen. I, I'll be honest with you. I don't think Remember it will Remember who
3: we're talking about here. <laughs> yeah. He can do it.
2: I, I just you don't know think he happen. wants to do it. But if you look at his three points slip in this game, I think he's shooting like 20% from downtown. Yeah. I Of course he can do it. I just don't think it will happen. But guess what? We've been talking about this team heavily in the last few minutes. The Indiana Pacers. That's. The, the next uh, team Steph Curry will face. Again, it's heavily likely Steph Curry will make eight three-pointers, but on the other hand, he is very cold right now. He can easily change that cold yeah. streak. I just don't think it will happen. In other news, Isaiah Thomas, who obviously a lot of us like, some hate, I love him personally, um, signed a contract with the NBA G League. He'll be heading to their tryouts. So the best of luck to him. Um, in other news, the uh, This is some big news out of Detroit, obviously doesn't really affect them because they're not a playoff team, but uh, their forward, Jeremy Grant, has suffered torn ligaments in his right thumb, so he's out indefinitely, and uh, some bad news for Zion, Zion, um, he's He's the Pelicans franchise player, his return was expected to be next week, and it it got pushed back again, Um, yeah, he needs more time to rehab from a broken foot. So I'm uh, sorry for taking some time, but I felt like those were some news stories that will inform uh, the listeners.
0: No, outstanding. Uh, it, it's a brand new segment on run it back called uh news with Isaac that I was unaware of, <laughs> but perfect. No, I think that's great. Um, and it, absolutely. You know, the people that listen, uh Are interested in the NBA. That's why they're here. That's why we're here. Yeah, they're not interested
2: um, in any brick walls. That's why we keep that away. And no
0: brick walls. Yeah. And, and if you don't know what the what that reference is, you're gonna have to go back and watch a couple of our shows
2: and subscribe. I, also subscribe, right, Jose? You know, I, I've never been one to, to to do the
0: subscribe button, Isaac. But you're absolutely right, right? I mean, why not? We love doing what we're doing. We're not gonna stop. This is a passion project. We exist to amplify the voice of passionate basketball fans worldwide. Uh, that's you, that's everyone on this call and that's everyone listening. Um, the only way we grow is if you subscribe and share um, uh, you know our show with others. So if you would be so kind, it would mean the world to us. We're not going anywhere. We love this too much. We love talking NBA and we love talking to you. That's our show. Week eight of the 2021-22 season is in the books. We'll be back again next week once week nine is over to once again run it back. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week.
1: the voice of the fan drop a bounce pass throw down the rim rocker lay up off the glass right past the shot blocker a follow through like kobe's money you can cash it for news on la hoops come over to peach basket up-to-date sports post game reports debates and play-by-play coming straight off the court the voice of the fan make a noise causing havoc zone a man up you can ask peach basket the peach basket coming to on end. the Peach Basket. Where the news begins, we're dropping news like we're in the stands. Creative views from the Aztec fans. The